Hi, I'm Oscar Rios, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Okay, um, so can you just, because we're getting started, so yeah. um, introduce your character and your profession, and we'll dive right in. We're just getting started. No problem. Uh, my character is, uh, actually, I took the courtesan, uh, Sabina Porcius, and she's from, actually, Cordoba, Hispania, and uh, cool. basically, she feels that life is too short to let coins slip through her hands. Um her family was wronged by some politicians in Hispania, and so she traveled to Britannica to basically hunt them down and hopefully seek vengeance on them. But she's working for the society due to the fact that her silver tongue and her not being like a legionnaire or centurion allows her to slip into places that the uh, you know more military people couldn't go. And Jeff? First, I want a special thanks to John for inviting me. And also to Oscar for agreeing to be the keeper and running us through this adventure. My character was Marcus Husidius Sedonis. My occupation was the apothecary or uh, potions. And uh, basically, my idea was he was a basically like a medical healer, although he did have some knowledge of poisons. Looking forward to it. Thanks. I am Vince, and I am playing the great Danicus Sardonicus Melonius. I am an ex-military charioteer who walks with a permanent limp due to an injury taken in the service of the Republic. And I am now um, a builder and engineer who takes his, his uh, investigative uh, service very seriously and tries to uh, seek out truth above all else. All right, and this is John. I'm playing Lucius Marius. He's a centurion. Uh, since it's a relatively stable time in the Empire, he supplements his income by uh, training a, um, a wealthy merchant who uh, supports him to a certain extent, uh, supplements him. Uh, his family's got a plot of land, so he's waiting for the time that he could make it back to his home. His most cherished possession was his father's gladius, which was given to him when he made the rank of centurion and shortly after his father passed. So he's a bit of a hedonist because life is short and cheap, and he tries to enjoy himself as much as he can. Okay. All right, so you're working uh, with the investigator organization, the Army of Metellus, and I was just telling everyone the about two weeks ago, he met with each of you to direct you to the Greek city of Corinth, where there was a problem developing within the house of Dexius. He says, you know, even though I'm, I'm linked to the spirit world and I can sense that there's something that needs attention. Um, this is not like many of the other things I've sent you on. This is something a little bit more dangerous. Um, there's, there's something developing here that really needs very quick attention. And by the time you get there, um, it may almost be too late. I wish I could give you more information, but get to Corinth as quickly as you can and seek out the house of Dexius. Understood. Okay. What if we're out of pocket expenses? Um, the ghost has directed you to a, a port where there's a ship waiting for you. There'll be a contact there with enough money to get you to Corinth and pay for your stay while you're there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. As always, a pleasure for the visitation. Okay. And uh, he wishes each of you good luck and, you know, dematerializes. And you know that you probably won't see him until the next time he needs you to do something. I give Hopefully. a shiver and I look around at the rest of the group. That always, always gets me. <laughs> Can't quite get used to that. Yeah, even though he was one of our own, it's still uh, not natural. No. Currently well, the Roman, uh, you got to remember the Romans were, they had a very big 
belief in spirits and ghosts and all of that sort of thing. So you'd probably be less unnerved by it than people would be today. Mm. It would still be unnerving. Mm. And I think at one point or another, you've all tried charms and soul cakes and offerings of milk to try and get rid of him. Um, and, none of it, and none of it works because there's stuff on the books that you can get rid of ghosts that pester you, but none of it seems to work. So, you know, kind of, yeah, it's like, oh, it was worth a try. You know, we made an offering to, to Pluto. We got some soul cakes from the Vestal Virgins. Fucker keeps showing up. So God damn it. he's going to keep coming around unless we do it. So let's go to Greece. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's prepare. We need to bring anything special, I guess. He didn't really give us much details to go on. He almost never yeah, does. He's, the, yeah. he's kind of like the spectral dungeon master of, of <laughs> Cthulhu. Nice. You're lucky I'm not good at riddles. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'll, I'll grab my armor, my gladius, like my, my normal traveling gear. Yeah, okay, any, any like travel food, like jerky and things like that, just kind of get us get right. me where I'm going. You, you, you request leave, and they grant it. You don't you request leave too often. And we're going to just shoot ahead, because remember, this is supposed to be a two-hour demo. Yep. Um, and we're going to place you in the city of Corinth. It is a major Roman colony in the region, um, a center of trade. Uh, so it's a port city. And um, it is a major Roman naval base. It's a, you know, it's a very... For a Greek city, it, it's a very Romanized Greek city, and uh, a lot of trade flows th- flows through here from uh, the Eastern Empire towards the cent- you know, towards the Italian Peninsula and the Mediterranean. And you're not in town for you're not in town for 24 hours before n- dropping a few names with the House of Dexius uh, quickly gets you an invitation. To, to meet with the family. If... Particular... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, is there any particular protocol we need to follow or just anything we know beforehand to help us? Well, the invitation is to meet at, at uh, right after dinner. So to be at the house at sundown, which is unusual because most people are inside and, and done with day's business at, before sundown. Because, I mean, th- these are cities with no streetlights. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want you to come at sundown, which hmm. read into that what you may. But that means you do have uh, an hour or two to Can kind of gather info if you wish. Yeah, I, this is just a thought. I mean, could we reconnaissance the house and just, like, stand around until sundown and I mean, <laughs> see what happens. Like walk, Here, walk the block. Here's the, here's the thing. When the invitation came, hmm. came from Dexy, uh, uh, Galerus, Dexius, Telesinus, uh, and he's requesting that you come at sundown to the home of uh, House Barius. What do we know about House Barius, if anything? Next to nothing. None of you are from Corinth. Um, you would need to talk to a local or, or be in a place where you could maybe ask locals some common knowledge things. Had anyone said they were from Greece, I'd allow no roles, but no one did. In fact, most of you mentioned you're from nowhere near here, yeah. uh, which, is, which is fine. Because you're an investigator, you're traveling the empire. Yeah, you're so going to be going to places you've never been. It, it's a province. How do they view Rome specifically? Like, are they amenable to Rome being the, there, or no? The time, the time I write is a time when the Roman Empire has been the Roman Empire for a really long time now. Okay. Unless you go to the outer, outer edges. You're not going to get that. Oh, these Roman outsiders. You know, okay. I mean, this is Roman Greece. Rome, Greece has been part of Rome since the Republic. Okay. You know, you're talking centuries of of being part of the empire at this point. So, no, you. I mean, maybe the Greeks do think more of themselves than the Roman their Roman rulers. But after several failed civil wars, they keep that shit to themselves these days. <laughs> 
right, that's fair. Um, once once we get there, then and we get uh, get established at a place, then I will put my armor on, uh, and I will I will walk that way. Okay, um, okay. So you're not really you're going to say, oh well, we'll figure out what we're going to figure out. I'm going to get my armor together, and I'll meet you guys. Um, does anyone else have a, an idea to maybe get some info on the family before you meet with? Well, that that kind of sounds right up my alley. You know, being able to sneak in and get some info on the family, maybe from locals at a bathhouse or, you know. Easily, easy enough. It's the yeah. late afternoon. This is when the bathhouse goes in. If you're a professional courtesan, I'm, I'm assuming you've got good persuade, fast talk, charm, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's let's roll a charm to see if you can kind of – ingratiate you know ingratiate yourself with a group at the bathhouse to just ask some common rumors or, or who the players are because you have a few family names yeah i got a success but not a hard or a dream okay that's fine um you're a pretty girl in a bathhouse people like to, and you're from far off spain you know hispania so you're kind of exotic um right. you learn that uh house barius does have a link to house dexius the um, the middle, the the only surviving daughter of the family is actually married in married into House Barius. So the the place this meeting is set up is where uh, the Paterfamilias's daughter now lives. Okay, you find out that the head of the house is Dexius Latin, Latinius. He is uh, a widow. He is currently unmarried. He has three children, uh, Dexius Tel Telesinus, his eldest son, his daughter, uh, Latina Dexilla, and his youngest son, Dexius Camius. You do find out that um, the person says, oh, you know, it's it's a shame what's going on with that family. But, you know, a man that age without a wife, you know, they tend to become a little unstable and um, they're, they're, they're easily manipulated. Hmm. But I really shouldn't say anything more. I, I don't wish to seem a gossip. Well, I'll order some wine and maybe we can apply some more info. Okay. Give me a persuade check. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you know, I know some of the players and... uh it's just, you know, I really have said too much and, you know, thank you. And you don't get any more information, but there's something going on there. Uh, okay. So anyone else? Could I find out if this is like a, are these uh, house, is money involved? Are these people like aristocrats? Um, house Dexius? Um, you know, just, it's an innocent question. So I'm going to say, yeah, you can find that out. Um, both houses are wealthy. Okay. Neither one is like a 1% mover and shaker in Corinth, um, but they own land, they own business interests, they own property. Um, so these neither family is, is hurting at all, although you actually make a luck roll. 21 out of 35. Uh, the guy you are speaking to does mention that quite a few pieces of property have been sold recently from the holdings of House Dexius. Like they've they've come up on the market and they've uh, they've sold very quickly. They were kind of priced to move, so to speak. Mm. So that they could have been sold time. for more. They could have been sold for more, but um, it was the price was such a bargain that the money changed hands quickly. Hmm. So they might be in need of cash for something quick. Do you wish to? Um, question the person you're speaking to on that to uh, yeah. see if you get a little more info yeah if, if he knows you know that is are they in trouble financially or okay this is uh, moving into the realm of gossip he's a little uneasy this is going to require a persuade check give it a roll see what happens no 59 okay all right anyone else well, after I get geared up, I'd like to head over to like the inn or the the bar, you know, thing, and just kind of like, you know, listen. Maybe just like ask somebody like flat out, like, oh, what do you know about you know House Barius? Um, 
you know, maybe I'm, okay. I'm looking for a work kind of thing. Okay. Um, you get nothing. House Barrius, they're, they're prosperous. The husband is... Or the paterfamilias of House Barrius. He's a wealthy merchant. He travels with his shipments, um, usually uh, dealing from Antioch to Corinth um, to Ostia. Um, and he's currently traveling. Okay. I was just inquiring as, as to, uh, do they know when he may be back? Is this like his regular circuit? Um, you know, it's his regular circuit, and, and the person you're speaking to doesn't have business dealings with him. They just know that his, his, uh, his ship is not, you know, is currently away. Sure. That's fair. Okay. I will buy the guy a drink. And he gladly accepts it. So, um... Vince, was there anything you wanted to do, or uh, no? Denicus is just following along with with uh, with Lucius. Okay. All um, right. So the, the hour group. Gotcha. I was gonna say I the have my charcoal, my and my parchment out. I'm kind of like looking around the city. It's a beautiful city. So there's a lot to of interesting things to sketch mm-hmm. here. So you, the hour grows short, yeah. and it is time to visit the House of Barrius, which is, you know, a, a, a lovely a lovely villa in a, a nice area of Corinth, a, a merchant district. So it's not too far from the water so that merchants can get to their, you know, warehouses and ships and, and marketplaces. Mm-hmm. And as you're approaching, there's actually um, a slave with a torch at the door. Who's uh who's our face here? I, I assume that I'm going to be more uh, to the background. You know. Well, there's only else? four of you. You can all equally talk. It's not a. Yeah. It's not like we have a group of six to keep track of. Sure, sure. I didn't know if anybody wanted to kind of take that. Sabina, are you take the lead? You're good with people. Um, I am more sort of. I have to deal with the uh, um, contractors, as it were, and customers. So. Okay, you see the slave looking about. The, the foot the fading foot traffic on the street uh, you know intently as if uh, waiting for someone all right let's uh, let's step forward here and introduce ourselves hail citizen we're uh-huh. here as our appointed time and per our invitation I am Denicus and these are my companions splendid uh, the my mistress is expecting you please follow me and the slave with the torch does not lead you into the main off the main door, but around the side of the building and through a side door. Hmm. Is there something wrong with the main foyer? You have some work done. Maybe I could help with that. Uh, no, no. I've just been instructed to bring you um, in this way. I'm sure that they'll explain everything. Uh, they mean no disrespect. The hand okay, the bring- glided down to my to my belt by my sword relaxes and you know go slack again by my by my side i put my hand you safely out. get into the house they bring you into a uh, a dining room there are um there are some couches set up and a low table there's like two couches set up with a low table the table has um you know a a um, a pitcher of wine and four goblets and a bowl of fruit waiting for you. And there's a slave here waiting to serve you. And they tell you, please uh, be seated, refresh yourselves, and uh, we will summon our uh, domina. Thank you. It's nice to get a taste of civilization again. <laughs> so again, it's a, a beautiful house. And three people come in. It is a man of about about 35, men of about maybe 27, 28, and a young man of not even 20, 22. Uh, they all have a very similar cast to them. It is, it is clear to see a, famili- a, a family resemblance between them. The uh, the man comes over and he says, "My name is Dexius Talinus. Allow me to introduce my brother, Camius, and uh, our host is my sister, 
and she doesn't allow herself to be introduced. She steps forward. I'm, I am Latina Dexilia. Welcome to my home. Thank you so much for coming. Um, you know, have you have you had some wine? Yeah, Lucius is like into his second cup. <laughs> we have we have indeed partaken. There we thank you. Excellent. Um, and she claps her hands twice and says, "Clear the room." And all six of the slaves who are in here, except her personal attendant, who kind of hovers behind her, leave. Uh, Lucius stiffens a little bit because slaves are so much part of the background as far as to, like, not even be noticed that they were there. So it strikes him as a little bit unusual that everyone is dismissed. He doesn't say anything. Right. So Telesinus says, we're told... um, that you are steadfast, discreet, and dependable. Correct. We, my brother and sister and I require that with utmost urgency. Um, if we go any further, we need to know. Uh, we need your assurances, your word, that everything we tell you will be kept under confidence. Indeed, we serve the empire, and that's recommendation enough. And um, at that point, Latina Dexia points over to a, uh, uh, a statue of Concord. Do you swear before Concord that nothing we tell you will be repeated? I'm sorry to take such steps, but once we begin talking, you will understand that they are necessary. Do we get any sense that that statue has any kind of, uh, uh, for the lack of a better word, oddness? Or weirdness about it, or is it no? It seems it seems a normal statue of Concord that you would find in in most homes. This is the home of a merchant, hmm. so Concord, you know, the the a, a goddess of uh, smooth dealings yes. would be revered here. But no, it's not. You know, there's no. I mean, you can roll a Cthulhu Mythos roll on it, but it's just a statue of Concord. Gotcha. I was making sure. Yeah, we. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of my group, but I so solemnly swear. Yeah, Lucius walks across the room and puts his hand on the statue and looks at her and says, "I swear it." Okay. My do all, oh my god! Do you, do you want, <laughs> whether you believe or not, they do. So yeah, it's it's the empire. You know, it goes the whole gambit. So if you all agree, they'll begin the meeting. Yeah, I'll swear. Yes. I too swear. Okay. Okay. They tell you that um, the, the matter is grave and it concerns our our father, who is uh, Latinia, uh, Dex, uh, Quintus Dexius Latinius. He's always been a he's been a good father. And when my mother was alive, it was a good husband, a well liked man with many clients, many friends. But. And. And he collected clockworks. He he liked the those little trinkets, the toys, the water clocks, um, anything that would seem to move of its own accord. He found it amusing, and he amassed a bit of a collection, and became the patron of a a engineer named Nectarius. Um, Nectarius made wonderful machines in the city, uh, water clocks. Um, toys, uh, puppets that seemed to move uh, when they were wound up or, or, or springs were you know, put under tension. Um, ingenious things, really, but nothing too serious about them. Um, Nectarius several weeks ago presented my father with a clockwork jay, uh, a small bird, a beautiful item. My father paid far too much for it, and my father became immediately different in the, coming, in the days after receiving the jay. We would hear him speaking to it. Um, he would wind it up. It would, it would make chirps and whistles and clicks at him, move its head, and and you know, and his daughter intersects. He he became a different person. He began dismissing many of his long-term clients. Um, he began selling some of the property that we'd owned, and giving the money to Nectarios. Um, Nectarios soon became his sole client. And these were families, these were people that we'd had good business dealings with 
you know, for over a generation. And suddenly he's no longer accepting them at the morning tribute. We all know what that is, right? I don't, do I need to explain that or? No, I don't. Sorry. Uh, a wealthy man in ancient Rome would have clients come to his house every morning. They would pay their respects. He would give them a few coins and they'd go about their day. Um, if he needed a favor from them, it was understood that they would they would give him that favor and give him that support. This was very useful if someone got pulled into court because you could show up with a huge crowd of yeah. people swearing to your character. Or and back in the days of the Republic, it was really necessary for families wielding to wield political power when the votes mattered. The votes don't really matter anymore, but it's still a very a matter of prestige to have a lot of free clients come and kiss your ass for a handful of coins every morning. Hmm. So he's fired all of them. No more ass kissing. Um, right. Mm. Um, which has made the family, you know, and the younger son says, you know, it's made our family a little unpopular. It's put us under, you know, in the public eye and not in a good way. People are, are, are talking about our family in a negative manner, which is very distressing. And uh, the older son interjects and he says, so that's why my brother and I had a meeting with my father. We, we asked him, what was all of this about these clients? These are people we needed to do business with. And now we're not meeting with them socially. And why are we selling this bit of property? And why did we sell this boat? It was worth and where is the money going? Um, and that's when he confessed to me. He said, I knew this was coming. I knew that you would turn against me. The J told me. It tells me all that will happen. None of this is a surprise. I know that you're out to get me. And he summoned his guards and he had my brother and I put out of the house. Hmm. Um, with with not but what we had on our backs. Well, prior to that conversation, uh, had your father exhibited any other strange behaviors? Did he still take his meals at regular times? I mean, was was life about the house normal otherwise? Everything seemed fine before he got that toy. And when he got it, everything changed. Um, I've heard in the last couple of days that Nectarius has moved into the house with two of his uh, cohorts. Hmm. That answers the um, question. Most of the freed, freedmen servants have also been fired. So my father is alone in the house with a few guards and a, a perhaps a dozen slaves and, and these three ne'er-do-wells. Yes, and the clockwork bird. How does it how does he he uh himself with it? Is it is it just set in a certain area? Does he carry it on his person? It it's in his room. It's in his and room. And he seldom and for the last, since he got it he seldom left his room. He was he's even taking his meals there. Where um is this typical with with uh, um, like would there be the, the typical courtyard surrounded by all the the, uh, the buildings? Um, um, there, as far as where his room would be, uh, his room is. Yeah, we asked them if they could like you know give us a sketch out a quick map of how they, they do, and they can, and I can give you, I can send everybody a, a picture. All right. Um, so they say that well, I'll supply the map when we get to that point. Sure. Um, basically, they say that um, for the next few days, there have been deliveries two and three times a day to the house. Um, tools, metals, um, gears, springs, um, you know, stone, all of these, you know, all of these materials are just flooding in and it must be costing a fortune. The rate of of my father selling off our, the family's property has increased. Building a big so we, we believe that this Nectarius has somehow bewitched my father. Um, Sounds like it. Now we have no proof. And if we did, we would go to the authorities. But we are running out of time. We were contacted by my father's lawyer that my father demanded a meeting with our family lawyer um, at dinner. And our family lawyer is, is an old family friend and put him off and said, well, I can't come today. I will come tomorrow at, at High Sun. Hmm. And, uh, and he told us that your father's requested a meeting with him. I've put him off, but I'm going to see him tomorrow. What 
what we fear is that he may write us out of his will mm. or worse. And then the sister says, um, he is, uh, he is so beloved of this new client, this toy maker. I, and since he has disowned my brothers, I would not be all that surprised if in his diminished sense, he would adopt this man. An unfortunate situation. So we need this resolved before morning. Okay. Well, doesn't leave <laughs> us much time. No. We, we, we don't have much time. Um, as soon as, if my father summons his lawyer and changes the will, there may be nothing we can do. Um, we may be cut out of the house legally. Uh, what, so what would be the... Um... You know, so would they, so my question to them would be, and I'm not sure exactly how to phrase it. Phrase it, you know, is is there any sort of uh, like occult person that they have attempted to contact to like counter spell? You know, I don't want to say witch necessarily, but like some sort of. They look at each other with confusion and say, "We were told that you are experts." <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we didn't know. Well, we are. You- Tempted the uh, the normal normal routes of no there's there's been no time my brother and I were turned out three days ago and we got the message from the lawyer this afternoon ah, indeed wow. set your mind at ease we'll ferret out the uh, the issue is there any other background okay. information you know about Nectarius just that he was uh, well known and re- well respected or was he shady from the beginning we know very little about him. Um, he was my father's, he's a local, he was my father's creature. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's a tinker. He's a toy maker. He's sometimes an engineer. Um, most people thought that he was harmless. Hmm. No, he's a Grima worm tongue. Possibly. So he might be under the influence also of this. That's, that's possible. Something is being built. Yeah. They're building a larger bird. A Trojan. Bird. So, yeah. So she says, "Well, before we tell you what we require, are you willing to help us?" Well, that puts us in an awkward position to say yes to any requirement before we've heard it. That is a convincing argument. Make a persuade check. All right. Let's go to suck balls because that's fifteen. <laughs> Forty-six. Nope. I might be able to aid in that. Okay, you can give it a try. Odd seven. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's that's your that's where you shine. Yep. All right, hold on. I'm gonna send the map to everybody. Okay, they say, well, what we require. Oh Christ! Glad you spoke up because I was just like, yeah, sure. Let's. I was gonna say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're gonna make sure we not screw ourselves. Have all the have all the. Have all the information before we make an informed judgment, an informed decision. Remember last time? <laughs> That's how I got this limp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they'd say that first off, and this is most unfortunate, we can offer you no payment at this time. Uh, my brother and I have been turned out without a penny to games. And the woman says, and I cannot... Um, I cannot offer you large sums of money for my husband's coffers without his, without his agreeing and, and being here to ask. It would it would not be something. It would not be a conversation I'd wish to have with my husband. But they say that when things are set right and my father is back in his right mind, we will make sure that each of you are richly rewarded and made permanent clients of House Dexius. That would raise everyone's status by three points. Hmm, that sounds reasonable. And remember, status are now awarded, not uh, randomly earned. So hmm. They're like sanity awards at the end of an adventure. Sure. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds um, reasonable. What say the rest of you gentlemen? Don't really suppose we have much of a choice, but... Well. Okay, they tell you this is what they, they require. Um, remove Nectarios and his cronies from their father's home. I was going to say, um, Nectar- does, do, you, do you care what manner Nectarius is removed? Like, like, 
the manner of his his. Uh, they say if, if evidence of sorcery can be found, secure the evidence and capture him and his men, and then turn them over for prosecution. Live or dead? Um, oh, okay, never mind. And they they say if not, they still need to be removed. They are bad influence on my father. Say um, more. We got it. Yep. Okay. Um, We're good at that. If they if you can find evidence and capture them, all the better. Because um, that would clear their fam the weirdness that the, uh, the to their family's names. We'll do the, we'll um, do the best there are, that we can to ferret out the truth. And if not, then if, uh, yeah. if you can find records of all the money my father has spent uh, on Nectarius, that would be valuable use uh, used valuably used against him in court. It would show why he has bewitched my father. Like, what has he gained from it? Understood. Um, and most of all, you must separate my father from the clockwork, that that mm-hmm. clockwork J, the clockwork oracle, as he calls it. Um, now, it's probably, it's probably good. Fa- none of us touch it. If my father is bewitched, he may not be in his right mind. Please don't hurt him. You know, restrain him if you have to. Um, if he is unhinged, you know, once he's restrained and my lawyer shows up and our, fa- you know, the family lawyer shows up, maybe we can get him declared unfit to make decisions. And my brother and I can step in to manage things uh, so that my father um, is not a danger to himself or anyone else. Again, try not to hurt any of the slaves who are there. We've grown up with most of them. They may only be following or my father's unhinged orders. Hmm. And then um, the youngest son says, and the dog, don't tell him, don't forget. Oh, yes. We have a dog, Telus. He's a guard dog, but the guard went out of him years ago. He's just a beloved pet. Um, If he barks at you, you know, just tell him who's a good boy in Greek three times. It usually calms him right down. Please don't. Please, and the kids like, please don't hurt the dog. Don't hurt the dog. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I, kind of official I, um, letter of mark, as it were, a license that we are the investigators, or are we just like so under the radar that we would. If, if you were picked up by the vigilist, we will deny that we ever sent you. <laughs> Thanks. I, awesome. I asked the younger son for a, a piece they of They said, you clothing. understand that this would seem. This would seem like we were trying to usurp control of the house from our father, which is not what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to, to save him. We believe that he has fallen under the influence of this dangerous person. But an outsider could look at this as if we are trying to do away with our father Fair and enough. use this as an excuse. Does kind of look like that. <laughs> I, I, tell them, I tell them they honor their father by their actions. Would I be able to do an insight roll to see if she's telling the truth? Go ahead. I, I don't don't doubt her, but the fact that she said that. No, I failed. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So at this point, they will say, "Well, let us draw. Let me draw you a map." And at that point, um, Latina, uh, Latina Dexia, the sis, the sister. Um, Byron, your courtesan's name was what was her name again? Uh, Sabina. She Sabina says, uh, "Sabina, let, let's let, let's allow these men to uh, draw their maps in peace." Um, I'd like to talk to you about the latest fashions in uh, Hispania. Did you say? Ah, uh, yes. And she offers you her hand as if you're a beloved friend, and says, uh, "Come walk with me, and uh, I'll show you know we'll get you another glass, uh, something more palatable." I call it behave yourself. (laughs) Okay. So as soon as as soon as she gets, as soon as she gets you away from the others and behind a closed door, she says, um, "Now, I don't know what my oldest brother is going to say to the others, but I'm going to tell you that that clockwork must be destroyed." I overheard my brother talking about it. I believe he may want it. Well, that's just not going to happen. If it, if it has bewitched my father, it will bewitch my brother, no matter what he thinks. So I want that thing destroyed. Well, I, I agree. 
Um, wholeheartedly. Now, it, it, it monetarily, it's worth quite a bit because it is a fine work of art. So, but I don't care. Um, now, I have some jewelry. It's my mother's jewelry. It's hidden in the family's bedrooms. Uh, I don't know if my father's remembered my mother's jewelry, but if he's selling off property, that may be next. Um, these are family heirlooms that I'm hoping to pass down to my daughter one day. So if you could secure that box of jewelry, I will tell you how to open the secret door in my father's bedroom. And I will make sure that when my husband returns, that you and your friends become clients of this house as well, which would be an additional two points of status. Wow. She says, you seem a intelligent woman. Um, so as one intelligent woman to another, do we have an agreement? This is only to Sabina. Oh no, is he frozen? So we have no idea. I think he is. Oh. <laughs> of course, at that climactic. Yeah, well, it always happens like that. Right? <laughs> we'll take the silence as a yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So yes, we're gonna we're we're all right. Yeah, we lost him. Uh, he'll be back. So meanwhile, in the group now, the three people who are left are the apothecary, the the. Uh, current centurion and the engineer what's yeah. the age on each of you i am 28 that's the centurion denicus the engineer former charioteer is 39 and i'm in the middle 32 okay so the centurion is the the youngest i'm the baby <laughs> baby Huey. So the the eldest son kind of gravitates to the map and he's kind of sketching it out for the two of you. And um, he kind of like the the younger son kind of nods over to the uh, to the centurion, tries to get his attention and get him over to the other side of the room. He will uh, he'll grab another glass of wine and he'll uh, he- he'll head over. As you're passing by me to go over with your wine, I grab your arm and I lean in. I nod at the younger son. Hold on a second. I'm like, be careful and keep your wits about you. Of course. Always. It, you're in your fourth cup. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yes. I wasn't trying to point that out directly, but yes, that's. Okay. Well, let's just, get, let's just finish piracy. Did you say yes? I did. Okay. okay <laughs> we didn't hear you because it froze and we were like, what the? <laughs> okay. I just, you said yes. just died. Have, have the agreement. We've moved on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it happens. We were. We knew you'd be right back. Uh, curse you, internet. So, um, yeah, if it happens to me, it's really going to suck. It's an omen. Uh, okay. Oh, so. <laughs> so the youngest, the youngest one is over in the corner with you. And he says, um, now, I, I, th- there's another matter in the house. I didn't want to mention it about my brother. It's 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 a little personal. Um, I was wondering if that maybe you and I can kind of reach a, a a side agreement that you could take care of something for me. Okay. Uh, there's uh, other secrets between the uh, your your siblings. Um. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yes, two brothers. Then, then you know the answer to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Says, I, I tip the glass to him. He says, there's a girl in the house that I've grown very attached to. Oh, here we go. Um, slave? Yes, she, she's <laughs> a slave. Her name is Andara. Um, now, my father forbid me from, uh, from having, you know, any kind of contact with her. He felt it was it was time for me to start growing up. Um, I had asked, um, what would it take to free her? My father became upset, but I have been putting some money away to free her. Uh, it's become a little bit more pressing because she's now with child. I know that it is mine. She's in the house. Uh, my father is liquidating property. She is young and pretty and pregnant and if she, if my father were to sell her, she could be worth quite a bit. 
So I would like your assurances that you would, um, even if you cannot, even if you fail to help my father, if you could get her out of there and back to me, I would really appreciate that. Is there any uh, special phrase that I should perhaps say to her that would be only known to the two of you? Tell her that her rock has sent for her. <laughs> Somebody just spilled a he he, he kind of gets a wry grin. <laughs> he says, uh, "No, like, like he says, you know, like like you build, like you build a house upon." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's romantic. Right, right, right. Like, they, like this kid is just like a little dopey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I so I just I nod. I'm willing. I'm willing to reading bad epics and poetry. He says, if, if you can bring her here safely, I will give you half of the money I've been saving to free her, which is 500 sesterces. A handsome sum. He says, she is well worth it. She is everything. And, you know, don't hurt the dog. The dog, we got the, the slave woman, we got to destroy the, what the, this is turning so, into a huge cluster hump. So I, oh, yeah. I tell him, you haven't spoken to the eldest son yet. <laughs> oh, no I, I tell yeah, him that still I got will... one more shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I there's no him... pressure. We just have to do it by tomorrow morning with no authority. Right. Right. Yeah. I tell him to the best of my ability, I will protect her and return her to him. Uh, I ask him for, uh, you know, a, a piece of his clothing, a scrap of clothing that I may also, uh, you know, allow the dog to sniff to go along with the, uh, you know, you're a good boy. That's a, that's a splendid idea. And he actually gives you his sash. Okay. I will take that and stuff it in my, uh, in my pocket or, uh, underwear. You know, whatever, whatever okay. device I have to hold things. Okay. Uh, I also tell him that we will need some rope before we leave. Uh, and also I would like some scraps of meat that I could also give to the dog if necessary. And he tells you that since you've agreed to help me, I'm going to tell you something, and it's in confidence. The girl and I have locks on two of the windows in the house so that we may we might more easily sneak out to meet with one another. Uh, it make things somewhat easier. Uh, which room is her room? We may be able to get uh, easier egress through there. Okay, the room... The, the window into the kitchen, um, which we're going to say is room eight, is uh, the one of the two room eights, the northmost room eight. Okay. Um, is broken. Okay. Um, and the one leading into his bedroom, which is the southernmost room, not the, the, the southernmost nine. Okay. Gotcha. So the window into nine and the window into eight from the outside, the latch has been broken in a way that no one will detect it. Okay. I said you, you might have the easiest time getting in there. All right. North being the, the top of the paper, south being the bottom right. of the North paper. Being, exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile. I, I was just going to ask him which room was his father's. He was the southernmost nine. His father is the northernmost nine. Okay. So right next to the kitchen. Actually, I'm going to say that the um, easternmost nine with an attachment into two was his bedroom and his study. I mean, it's a map I got off the internet, so I'm just kind of scrolling around. With it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it, it's a play test. I haven't commissioned a map for this. Uh, <laughs> it still has all my typos. The ink's barely dry. North, northern is nine. Into play test as you're going to see on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so northern nine into to, and number two is the study. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So your way in is uh, southernmost nine, northernmost eight, and the two targets you got to really work, watch out for are northern nine and two. Okay. Mm -hmm. Duly noted. Meanwhile, when you're having the map drawn by the older brother, um, he is is talking to uh, the engineer and the apothecary. Hmm. Is that uh, you seem you two seem to be the uh, the two men who are most going to get things done? Well, uh, I have my hands on my hips. I'm kind of looking around at like our our group being um, uh, broken apart here. So I look at him sternly, 
And uh, what do you have to impart that's so precious now? He says, I do not want Nicarius captured. I want him dead. If he oh, is still nice. alive, he may have power over my father that I cannot take that chance. He is a charlatan and dangerous. You didn't really actually have to say that out loud, but understood. Um, if my father cannot be freed from Nicarius's influence, he leans in. He says he must not be allowed to meet with his lawyer. Well, there's some undertones there. I'm not. I'm not uh, too crazy about, but uh, we'll take that under advisement. Um, and he says, "I am. I, I am a very generous man. Well, and if I, through some tragedy, happen to become to happen to fall under the, you know." become the controlling paterfamilias of my house you would you you know you and your friends would be the first among my new clients oh, okay. raising your status to plus six as opposed yeah. to plus three as as appreciative as a a a, uh, as a pn may be um we're after the truth and uh not through bribery and i look at him if you no this would be a measure of your worth in my service this is not a bribe this is, this is what your worth. Your friendship is worth to me. Oh, now we're um, friends. That's I. And, I, I get. I, I. I'm smelling what you're cooking here, but <laughs> the fact that you had to break us all up to tell us this, I don't like that. He says, I don't know what my sister is is on and on about. He says my brother is probably going on about that stupid slave girl he's gotten knocked up. No, that's as if wonderful. he thinks we don't know. Is this? This is apparently uh, a circus over here. All right. Here's one thing. Here's one he thing says, that I require. He says all families are circuses. That's why I'm trying to be the sensible one. Gotcha. All right. We'll see how sensible it is once it's all over. This is one thing I require from you. Well, yes. two things really, but I can. I got the. I got the torch covered. I want a gallon of lamp oil. I don't want you burning the house down. <laughs> I'm not going to burn the house down. It's in a very residential area. <laughs> it, a fire will immediately summon the vigilus. Um, I can get you some lamp oil. And I believe your friend requested some rope. We can supply that as well. Thank you. And the other thing? Uh, a glass of water. This wine is drying my mouth out. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, he summons a slave in. He brings some water for my friend here. And he says, oh, and there's, there's one other thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? I'm drinking the water. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> He says the that clockwork oracle, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, J. Um, yeah. I know that my father's paid about five thousand sesterces in it. It has mm -hmm. um, gem eyes and and some gold plating. Uh, I have my spoke to my sister about it. She thinks it should be destroyed. I think it should be captured intact so that we can sell it, uh, recoup some of the losses. That so. If you can recover it, I'm willing to give you one third of what my father paid for it, which would be two thousand sesterce. Well, after I'm done smashing into oblivion, I'll give you what's left over of it. <laughs> that, and he that, like he like stares. That, he stares that, at you. It sounds like I, a special, I, it sounds like a special again. it sounds like a special artifact, and that falls under our jurisdiction. I don't care how much money you have or how many renowned fame things you're going to give us as far as like boosting our fame i don't care wow all right you're former military how do you want to play this do you there's a few ways you can do this you can do this oratory mm -hmm. that you're speaking this monologue yes that's gonna cow him you could do this intimidate because you're probably a big guy and you know kind of tough or you can just persuade him but this doesn't – the way you're wording it, it doesn't sound like persuade. It's more along the lines of either rhetoric or uh, or intimidate. So roll either one of those. Um, and, and it's not a lie because you do feel that as you're a member of an investigator organization, you do have a mandate to destroy any artifact that you find to be dangerous. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, so we can't go with fast talk. No, I, well, I do have uh, a decent charm. That wasn't charming. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That I know charm. That's not charm. That's not charm. <laughs> Anti-charm. No, that's that, that. That's intimidate. You're, yeah. or you can roll your status. Um, Although it's probably not going to be as high as his. 
Right. Although he is, it might be he is, by tomorrow. He is, he, is, he, is po- he is homeless at this point with no money. Let's <laughs> say status or intimidate. Let's do intimidate. It's only fifteen, but what the hell? I'm a military guy. Oop. All right, there we go. Nope, thirty-five. I'm off by ten. He says, "Well." I'm sorry to hear that uh, you say that. I'm not going to try and persuade you. Some people just can't be reasoned with. But I will honor our agreements. Fair enough. Perhaps we will not be as good friends as I'd hoped, but let's let's get through this evening, and then we'll talk in the morning. Perhaps one of us will have a change of heart. That is possible, but whatever the outcome is, know that we will do our best to take care of your family, and I hope you keep that forefront in your mind when you're doing dealings with us. He says... He says, let me, let me try and set your mind at ease. I think I might have come off a little strong paterfamilias of this family. My father is not a young man. No doubt. Not wish that day to happen one day sooner than the gods will it to. Mm. But my father cannot be allowed to destroy our good name because he's been bewitched. I understand your plight. Young lad. He says, so um, the shadows grow long, time grows short, and the, I think that you and your companion should be off if there's anything else you need. Now's the time to ask. Just the rope. we got the water. I hold up the thing. Uh, my friend needs to sober up real quick. He may need a few slaps in the face and then uh, a little bit of lamp oil. Okay, some lamp oil, some rope. And a slap. Um, and, well, you can handle that. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, Oscar, I didn't get a chance to ask due to, uh, due to the internet dying there, but I'm assuming she told me where I could find that jewelry in the room. Yes, okay. um, uh, it is press both of Poseidon's eyes in the wall mosaic. And that was in uh, the father's bedroom? It was in their bedroom. Um, they actually had, uh, they shared a bedroom. They were very much in love. She's almost oh. embarrassed that her parents shared a bedroom. Okay, so what bedroom would that be? That's a southernmost uh, nine? North, uh, north two. The room oh, so she door. shared a bedroom with her dad. Oh, nice. No, no, it's not in her bedroom. This is her oh, mother's her bedroom. That's what I thought. Okay. Sorry about right, that. Right. Had me confused for a minute. <laughs> She's just afraid that her dad is going to remember, oh, I've got all this jewelry from my dead wife. I should sell that too. Hmm. Got it. And she says she know it hasn't been sold yet because she's had people looking out for it in the markets and the pawn shops. Still in the house. Okay. And she suddenly threatens you that if I should get there and it's not there and it hasn't hit the black market, I'll know who took it. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Because no one else could have possibly taken it. <laughs> well, no one else. Logical <laughs> threat, but she's not in a very logical place. <laughs> True. Oscar, I meant, I meant to ask at the beginning of the game, would I be able to have a small vial of poison? Um, yes. I'm going to say it's not a it's not a deadly poison. It's a moderate poison. Okay. Do you want this to be ingested or something you could put on a, a blade? I was thinking more ingested, like uh, you could put in there. Yes, coffee. that's easier to do. Um, so I'm going to say it's a moderate poison. Um, we'll say that it acts quickly within um, five to ten minutes. Much more likely to cause unconsciousness than death, but death could occur. Yep. You know, depending on the weight and the dose and what you're diluting it with, you know, it's all variables. You're going in, you know, blind. Yeah. Can she tell us where that lawyer lives or his place of business if it's not in his own? Um, She actually doesn't know. Can I pull uh, Denicus aside to out of earshot? Sure. Did I understand him right? Was he asking us to murder his father? Um, he's not coming right out and saying it, but that is, uh, if it did happen, he wouldn't be unduly uh, perturbed. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's keep our wits about us. Let's try to keep as many people as alive as possible. Yes. We're not going to. Uh, Will not jeopardize this mission or jeopardize our own health, if you know what I'm saying. I'd agree. Yes. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast, from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you hear and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.